purchasing power of the Social Security and SSI benefits aren't eroded by inflation. And so you're going to hear, if you have not already heard about, there's a potential of a cost of living increase going to take place in January of 2023. Well, that information is determined by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which is in Department of Labor. And so once we get that information, then we'll better issue a, an official notice. The point is, is that we have to have the calculation completed, which is September of this year going back to September of last year, the end of the year. So we're not through September 30th yet. So even though you may have heard different things um, throughout media, um, the official word has not been released. So my point is that everything else that you're hearing is just total speculation. Um, but that cost of living increase will be um, issued, and more likely, if Ray permits, I'll be able to come back on the show and give the information out to individuals. If you have a My Social Security account, you will receive that notice automatically in your message center of your My Social Security account. Robert Fenn with us from Social Security. And Robert, I also wanted to talk to you about, as we head into this last quarter of 2022, a lot of people contemplating the idea of retirement and ages and then what it means for them on the social security side of things because they're coming up with some major decisions do they go early do they keep going you know what i'm talking about it depends on the funds they'll be able to get from social security i thought it would be a good time for you to lay out the guidelines and pertaining to their ages for those that are contemplating retirement in regards to social security dollars Mm-hmm. Uh, so, everyone, I want to encourage you to make sure, you, for, if you did not know, the Social Security statements um, are only sent out to individuals who are age 60 and older, and you get that one time per year. Um, Social Security uses your top 35 years over your lifetime. So how do you view that information, ensuring, you know, am I making the next uh, step toward my retirement the best way possible? And that is by getting your My Social Security account, reviewing your work history, making sure all those years are properly recorded. And then, as I say, that even though your Aunt Sue and Uncle Joe may give you the best advice, you know, on, their, on things and life matters, and they may tell you this is how you should do it for Social Security, it is your personal decision on when to take those Social Security benefits. So be proactive, read your Social Security statement, and make sure, again, as Ray said, you know, that you're putting all these pieces together. Um, you want to make sure that even though you have your, your work pension, maybe, you may have some savings and Social Security coupled with that. So my encouragement is that everyone looks at your Social Security statement, review that. And then, as you said, going into the next year, um, there's certain dollar amounts based upon that cost of living increase that could be affected in terms of how much you can make and earn for that year of filing for retirement benefits, for example, this year. Um, if you're filing for your retirement benefits and you're underneath your full retirement age, then you can rent, um, you can make $19,550 gross or less. That dollar amount could go up next year on how much you can make and still receive the first check. If you're turning your full retirement age, which, again, look on, on the uh, SocialCurity.gov webpage, find out what your full retirement age is, which is based upon your year of birth. Um, many individuals are reaching 66 and 6 months, and that's their full retirement age. Um, if you're turning that this year, the dollar amount is $51,960. So next year, that dollar amount could increase. Now I'm just rounding up and say it's $53,000, whatever it may be. That's your speculation there. You don't know. Uh, we don't know. So once that number comes out, 
these are the numbers of which you're going to help gauge to determine you filing for your retirement benefits along with any other uh, assets that you may have. Robert Fenn with us, Social Security Agency. And Robert, once someone makes that decision and says, okay, I'm retiring in 2023, and they looked at all the stipulation with the years, what if they have a second second thought and say, you know what, I filed, but I don't want to do it now. I've decided that I want to continue to work and wait a couple of years. Looking at the decision financially, it doesn't make sense. Once they file, are they able to take it back? Well, the first thing is we need to talk to these people who, who want to go back to work. What is wrong with them? No, I'm just, like, just joking, <laughs> just joking, just joking. Uh, but if you decide to file for your Social Security benefits, and then you say, hmm, you know what, maybe it's the job. Maybe they're going to uh, ask for you to come back. You've been a great employee, and they want that knowledge that you have, maybe to come back and train or consult or whatever it may be. Um, and it's it sounds great, uh, uh, you know, in terms of an opportunity for you to come back, and they're going to pay you more. Now, I'll just add all the icing, you know, to it. Um, you can contact Social Security and say that you wish to either, these are differences, and make sure I say this to everybody because this is important, right? You can either suspend the payments, meaning like put a pause. You're watching your DVR and you put a pause, so it's still there, or you pause it, suspend, or you can withdraw. Let me explain the differences. Suspend just means I did receive some payments. Now I'm pausing them. I do not want to receive any more going forward. You suspended it in June, so July for the rest of the year, you don't want to receive those payments. Withdrawal means I want to totally start over. That means you only, the law now says that you can do that within one year of you starting those benefits. So you have 12 months to make that decision. If you decide to withdraw, then you also have to contact Social Security. Let us know you want to withdraw. We have you complete a form saying this is what you wish to do. And then you also have to pay back any of the monies which we allocated to you for that year. So there's a difference, suspend versus withdrawal. Most people do get it confused when you're talking, okay, well, what's the benefit of doing those? Suspending the benefits any month that we did not pay you, we're going to put that back into the calculation anyway to increase your Social Security benefit versus individuals thinking, oh, we automatically have to withdraw in order to get an increase. That is not an absolute. It is possible for you to withdraw, submit the money back, and then later on, yes, you'll get an increase. But that same increase would have took place um, if you would have suspended the benefit. That can be different. Don't be, don't get me wrong. I want the financial advisors contact me. Well, not every time. No, not every time. You know, but it is so that um, that many people think that they have to withdraw and they they can don't have the options of spending. You can do have the option of suspending and still receive a possible increase in your Social Security check. Well, there's a lot of thought process goes into this. You can see Robert just touched on this briefly. Certainly get your account in in line there and also go to socialsecurity.gov and they can answer all your questions. Robert, before I let you go, again, talk about how easy it is to get your account going and that way you can keep updated and maybe get a lot of your questions answered. Yes, if a person goes to our website, socialsecurity.gov, G-O-V, um, you'll see a little um, scroll down on the screen here, there's a little hand clicking on the space bar. You can click that. That's the beginning. You're going to see two options, a login.gov and an ID me feature. 
Um, the login.gov is the default one. It's, it's the option that you could use. You click on that. And if you already have many of our, our veterans, um, they already have a login.gov uh, uh, password and username. It's the same thing. It's just that our website now uses those external partners, login.gov and ID.me, so that way you can register and have access to your My Social Security account. They're separate, but we marry them when you go through our website. So if you already have those passwords through login.gov, ID.me, it will allow you to then go in, questions, and register and have your own uh, access directly to reading what we have on our website, socialcity.gov. You can read your work history, Medicare. You can begin to file for your Medicare benefits or retirement benefits, and you can um, replace your Social Security card.